Hey everyone, it's Jen and Danny, and we are social workers who whine. Today we have a very special guest speaker with us, uh, someone we both went to grad school with, Angelus. Um, he is a licensed clinical social worker, and uh, he'll be introducing himself here shortly, right after Jen talks about what we are drinking today. So we start a little bit early, and we just finished the uh, 2019 Chenin Blanc from Julieta Winery in Clarksburg, and we are moving on to the Romeo's Rosé. It's a 2015 from Julieta Winery. Yeah, Julieta Winery is a local winery here, about 20 minutes away from Sac in Clarksburg. Yeah, just right outside. And so the Chenin Blanc, I thought it was a little bit sweet. Mm. What'd you guys think? I liked it. It was nice and Good crisp bit. for me. A little bit sweet, but yeah, you know, not overwhelming. Not overwhelming. And our guest has started on the the rosé already. How's that? It's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> it has a nice softness to it. Well, we have to catch up. <laughs> All right, Angelus, tell our listeners a little bit mm. about yourself. Well, hello. Thank you guys for um, the invite. I greatly appreciate it. I am. Um, as mentioned, I am a LCSW um, working here in Sacramento, California. I am <clears throat> I'm a black man. I'm a Christian man. Um, I'm a father. I'm a husband. Um, <clears throat> I have a bachelor's degree in psychology and in criminal justice. I am I'm from a small city um, in Iowa. I was born in a small city that's on the northeast coast, northwest coast of Iowa called Sioux City, Iowa. And it's on the border of South Dakota and Nebraska. And um, But I spent my childhood there, an equal amount of time living there and in varying places in Georgia. So, you know, it's kind of influenced my, you know, my worldview on a lot of things, you know, my you know, thoughts on how racism plays out, how a lot of things play out. And, um, <clears throat> you know, so for me, you know, there's a lot to that. There's a lot to that process. Um, I'm also a person who really cares about, you know, what happens in our communities, what happens in, in our society at large. And, um, you know, I'm excited to be here and just have some discussion around, you know, how life plays out in, in, in the varying communities that are here. Thank you. We're happy to have you here. I did not actually introduce the, the topic. So today we're talking about race in America and issues around it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Angelus. Um, so, yeah, so you said Iowa. So, yeah. so South Dakota, so I'm a little geographically challenged. <laughs> um, so that is, is that, that's more northeast. So probably would be more Midwest. Oh, okay. So, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. we gotta go We don't have maps here. We said social work. That's what we said. Right, right. Yeah. Not mathematicians, yeah, not geographers. Geographers, none of that. We didn't say that. So we're not that. Exactly. Exactly. So yes, definitely the Midwest, and um, you know, with the Midwest, there's a, there's there's a different. You know, it's it's different than. You know, the, the like the experiences in the South, you know, it, you know, Georgia obviously is the South and then the Midwest is definitely the Midwest. So really different places. And because I spent a lot of time in both places, it, um, 
you know, it just it just made for a lot of different experiences in both places and different ways of looking at the world because of, you know, the cultures that mm-hmm. I was in in both places. So, you yeah, know. I, that's I, I was imagining the, just the <clears throat> just the geographic differences, the location that the cultural experiences, the community experiences, mm-hmm. um, Midwest definitely snow. Um, yeah, <laughs> a little bit of humidity in the summer. Definitely snow. Iowa is completely flat. A lot of corn. Um, a lot of farms. A lot of friends with farms. So you got your veggies. Um, definitely got the veggies. Um, um, pop, not soda. Um, just, just different, different ways of saying things and knowing things. Uh, the South is country and. Um, it has its own its own life. Southern food, southern cooking, mm-hmm. uh, church being an under an undercurrent. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, racism being felt differently than mm-hmm. maybe in the Midwest. Um, it's different. It's mm-hmm. different. There there are different places, and um, you know, there's commonalities in everything, but there there are differences, and um, I think the experience it. it, it it lends itself to experiences being different in different places. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it does. Um, okay. So yeah. All right. <clears throat> so we'll jump into a few questions. Okay. Um, is race an important part of someone's life? And why is race important? And does it define you? And you can speak to living in the U.S. and different parts of the U.S. and how that shaped you. Um, I think it does. I think, I think that, you know, race and, and, and those categories, you know, they're, they're social constructs we know, mm-hmm. but they're undercurrents, you know, they're, 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 they're the basic makeup of us to some degree. For me, it definitely defines, you know, me and my approach because my experience you know, as a black man in this country is not to be denied. You know, there's there's particulars that come along with the black experience in this country. And 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 some of it is 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 warranted and some of it is not warranted. Some of it is is, you know, just because maybe I'm the only me in an environment. But Mm -hmm. sometimes it's it's things that have been superimposed upon me. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it, it 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 has its effects, you know, in, in terms of, you know, how I look at the world. I think how how black people or how African-American people look at the world, you know, I, I identify myself as as black or as African-American. I think that's I think those two types of ideologies, you know, give me the most, you know, they, they define me the most mm-hmm. in terms of you know, who I am in this country and how I experience this country. Um, do you but have, yeah. do you have a, a preference when you introduce yourself? Do you say like, I, do you prefer to say I'm black? Do you prefer to say I'm African-American? I heard you say you use both. And does it matter when you switch it? I don't think so. I don't think use so. it interchangeably? I, I think for me, and I think for me, I use it interchangeably. Mm-hmm. The, um, I think if I were referred to as, you know, the African-American guy or the black guy, I think it would, it, 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 for me, it still fits both. I think the context of it fits. Okay. You know, I, 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 you know, African-American, I think it fits because, you know, 
African is the original heritage, but American is where I live. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I think black speaks to, you know, the the character of our culture. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it speaks to 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 what I represent in this culture. Mm-hmm. And so either one, either okay. one fits who, okay. who I would identify myself as. Okay. It's very interesting because I know in other places around the world, people will identify where they come from. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, I was listening to a podcast. Um, I think it's called Let's Talk About Race. Oh. And um, they had guests on there that's, that were from different different countries mm-hmm. um, in Africa and everybody said they would identify with the town they're from or mm-hmm. that's how they would introduce themselves and then once they came to the states then they started saying I am a black woman I am a black man mm-hmm. I am so then they started adding that the black piece in there mm-hmm. um, which is interesting culturally speaking you know mm-hmm. um, so it's interesting to hear from you that it's you just use it interchangeably. I know some people like to tiptoe around it and not say black. Mm-hmm. They'll say African American because they think they're being more respectful. Mm-hmm. But it's also it's PC now, right? Mm-hmm. To say Is African American. Mm-hmm. Would you my say it's PC? That it's that it's been that's been more of the respectful kind of way to mm-hmm. to, to introduce to identify or to or. To, to talk about a person of uh-huh. color who is African American or Black is to say African American versus Black. So it's a nicer phrase. Is that well, more of a you say when when you say PC? PC, yeah. That it it um, that's been my understanding of it as from a, you know a white um, woman's perspective. Um, but I've also I have met people uh-huh. um, who have said. They've either said, no, I'm not African-American, I'm black, or yeah. I am black, I'm not African-American. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so it seems like it's almost dependent on who you on talk who, to. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I think that makes a lot of sense. I think, you know, like anything, I think that, you know, those individual identifications, they, they also come down to the person. You know, it, it, it depends a lot about in how a person ident- identifies themselves in this country, right. you know, within the scope of their experiences and how they define culture for themselves. So, you know, it's almost incumbent upon us to ask, you know, mm-hmm. at this point, like, OK, how would you how would you want how do you identify yourself? Right. You know, how, what would you say? about you, you know, in terms of race. Do you identify as black? Do you identify as African-American? You know, not as a way to, 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 you know, per se, tiptoe around it, but really to connect to what a person says life is for them. Yeah. You know, and I think it, it, it becomes the most respectful to ask and to explore that with each person, with an individual person, because different people have different reasons for why they may say black. Sure. You know, some people do not do not connect themselves as much with, with Africa because, you know, they don't have, you know, an, a knowledge of their heritage to Africa. So they may say, hey, hey, look, I'm black, mm. period. You know, my experience is black, I'm black. Others may say, well, look, I recognize that there is an African, you know, connection to my original heritage. So African-American fits. I live here. I was from there, mm-hmm. you know. Transatlantic, transatlantic slave trade got me here. There, that's the reason. Mm-hmm. But I have a connection. So, 
I think it, it just makes sense to ask and to mm-hmm. explore it for people. And, um, yeah. you know, I, I think it, it, it helps with the conversation, you know, with, with people, whether it relates to that. I like that, just asking someone. Yeah. There's such a fear of hurting somebody, mm-hmm. especially today, especially now, right now with everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I joined a book club, you know, yeah. and um, in the book club, there's not, not a whole bunch of people of color. And uh, there was a whole discussion, and people were saying, no, it's African-American. Um, mm-hmm. Other people were saying, no, it's black. And, the, and you have to capitalize B for black, because mm-hmm. it's an identifier. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a noun. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just very interesting. But I like, just, just ask. Mm-hmm. How, do you, how do you identify yourself? Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it opens the conversation. It, open, it opens the conversation in a way where, you know, it's understood that people are being respectful in their mm-hmm. desire to know. Yeah. You know, how do you identify you, you know? Taking people out of boxes. Like, what do you think about you? Do you, um, do you feel at ever exhausted trying to explain? I mean, we're saying ask, right? Ask somebody. How do you identify yourself? But then there's so much stuff that goes along. And then people want education about race. And, you know, it, it leads down other paths where it can be exhausting. Mm-hmm. And I'm speaking for me, um, I'm not, so I don't know. Is it exhausting for you sometimes to, to say, okay, now, it's, now I have to educate someone because they've asked this question and I want to, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I'm tired. Yeah. I think that, you know, I think that there needs to be a space for the fact that you can be tired of having that conversation or having to try to explain I think that there's, I'm not going to say a responsibility because I, I, I don't feel like you should be, have to be responsible for explaining these things, but it's kind of like relationship. It's kind of like the way relationships play mm-hmm. out. You know, you have to tell people how to treat you and, and tell people how to know you. And there is a lot, of, you know, with, within the fabric of how it's played out, there's a lot of ignorance in, in how people are or how, what people would accept. And, and not an intentional ignorance, but just a natural, like, there's some people that they're like, I don't know. I don't know yeah. what to do or what to say. Yeah. So I don't think it, it's, it, sh- it can be framed like a responsibility, but I think it's more like, a, you know, to, to create an a, a inner relationship, a, a relationship between, you know, who I am and, and who you are, it helps to just say, you know, it helps to find the energy to say it, mm-hmm. you know, to say this is this is who I am. This is what I am. This is, you know, what makes me feel comfortable. This, you know, this this is the way race has affected me, you know, and um, but there's a fatigue to it because mm-hmm. there's a part of every everybody. Uh, there's a part of a lot of people of color who. It's like I've been in this country all this time. I've been alive all this time, and I'm still having to explain. Right. I'm still having to explain. I'm 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 human like you. you right. Know? If you took out, you know, the shades of this color, we both have blood and bones on the bottom of this thing. We both have a responsibility to live a life that looks like love. And why should I have to explain so much? Yeah. I have to keep telling you. I, things should be equal, you know, right. and so there's a huge fatigue that comes along with it. I think for me, I, 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 I take it as for me personally, like a responsibility to keep sharing 
and, and not let the fatigue be the thing that dominates because I want people to know. Yeah. I feel like if people don't know, you can't have the connection. You know, in my own experiences, it's been, it's been expressing what it is and, and having that conversation, even though it's tiresome. Mm-hmm. It's been within that that's helped with some relationships at certain points. So I can see both sides. I can okay. see being very fatigued, but I can also see being very explanatory about how this process goes. Mm-hmm. When you were talking about, you know, we have lived on the same, you know, planet together all these years, and, you know, I'm human too. We have the same, you know, blood, all that kind of thing. It, I, I was thinking, it mu- I imagine it must feel like, have you not seen me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, have you not yeah. seen that I have been here this whole time? Yeah. And, and I still have to... I still have to tell you I, I'm here. Yeah. Like, how have you not seen me? Yeah. You know, yeah. You know it, it's funny. It kind of plays into, you know, the, the, the narratives around privilege because I think for people of color, you have to, ex- you, here you are explaining yeah. what your experience is or, or how you want to be identified. But then there's that part of you that's like other people, the other people of other groups don't have to explain. Mm-hmm. Why am I still explaining that I'm human or this is my culture or this is yeah. what it is. So you, you you have that part where it's like, well, why do I have to explain? Mm-hmm. Should I have to explain all that? Do, right. You know, you should, you should already know. But, you know, I think for me personally, a part of me goes back to the importance of relational development. You know, it's, it's kind of like interpersonal relationships. Mm-hmm. I can't assume that you know who I am. Mm-hmm. I have to be responsible with telling you who I am. Now, if you are not willing to accept that as I tell you or as I share with you, uh-huh. because, you know, then, then, then that's a different thing. But, you know, for me, I hold a responsibility to myself to make sure that I try to share. And, and you know, it, in, in environments that fit. There are environments where it's like, uh, you should know you're working in a position of power. You need to know. Right. You know, because your power would suggest that if you don't know, you can superimpose your power upon me. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, via police and some of that. But within interpersonal relationships, if you're working with a person, if you go to school with a person, if you just meet a person... You know, just on the day to day. On the day to day, it could be a conversation, right? Mm-hmm. How would you want to be identified? Mm-hmm. This is me. That's you. This is us. There we go. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it seems simple, but I think it plays out so complex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna pour me a little bit okay. more yeah, here. I was wondering. Um, um, I, I, <laughs> you, you should keep that pouring. I mean, <laughs> I'll try yeah. this rosé here. Um, all right, how about a uh, next question? Would you mind sharing any stories where you have experienced racism? Yeah. And maybe Ooh. just like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I won't, you know, there's, there's you know, life. <sighs> life offers a lot. This was, yeah. you know, this is, this is interesting. But maybe, how about this? Can you give maybe, I don't know frame it around like personal and professional yeah. oh yeah yeah as a as a you know licensed clinical social worker or even in your job and what you do okay yeah um I think personally um 
personally, it's interesting. I remember times of having times, you know, even at a young age, because I was in I was in Iowa and Georgia at different times in life, and I remember being in Iowa at times and being a young kid and being in a position where I was playing with kids at the playground. At we had there was a particular park. Um, Cook Park, shout out to Cook Park. There's a, <laughs> you know, there's a park, and you know, they're, you know, it was well known in the city. They just got real famous now. Yeah, they got famous. <laughs> You're, You're on the map. <laughs> park is on the map. <laughs> Let's get it. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> you know, here I am at this park, and I'm playing. You know, just playing. You know, we're. You know, we're doing the hot slide. You remember the mirror hot slide with the meadow where it burns you, but you yes. just keep sliding? Why? I don't Why know. did we keep sliding? Why did we, slide? <laughs> we kept sliding. We just kept sliding. But it was hot. And, you know, some of us still have scars on the back of our thighs. You know, your hamstrings all burnt up because you kept sliding down the hot slide. Right. You know, Let's pull my shorts down a little more. Right. Right. You know. And don't have had lotion put on before you oh, went outside. No. You're just I'm deep just fried. saying, you are deep fried chocolate baby out there just sliding down the slide. But here you are, you know, here we were, you know, I, I remember vividly a particular time. Here I am, I'm, there, was a, there was a girl and um, I probably was maybe six at the time, probably six or seven, probably in that arena. And... I remember when they pulled up because because her dad had a big old truck and I was kind of into trucks and her dad had a big truck. And so I remember when they I, I saw the vehicle when they pulled up and it was cool. You know, for me, I'm like, ooh, stomp, you know, truck stomp, you know, whoa. And they got out and she came out and she was playing, you know, she was away. But then she kind of worked her way into playing with me. You know, and we were going down the slide and we were going across the monkey bars and we were having a good time. And she was a white girl and, and we were having a good little time. And, you know, I mean, I'm this is my seven year old mind. I had I, I it. She was just a girl playing. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a, I, I didn't have any 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 boxes to put her in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was just a girl playing. And because she came. And being honest, I thought she was cool because when she went across the monkey bar, she could do pull-ups in the monkey oh. in between each what? little ridge. She was the same age? She was, she, I think so. <laughs> you know, she could do pull-ups and That's then keep going. So she'd go do a pull-up, then go and do a pull-up. And I was like, dang. <laughs> I was like really impressed. Yeah. And so I was very drawn to her like, dang. <laughs> and I tried it and I can only do like two, but she did all of them. <laughs> So I'm like, man, that girl for real. She is, man, she is for real, you know. And so we we played, you know, and we were for a while we were playing, and we were we were, you know, we 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 went across the monkey bars. We we kept running up the the slide and going down really fast and um, trying to see how fast we can go down. And and you know there was sand in this particular playground, so you know we we would. 
when we came down off the slide, we take the sand and put it on the back of our legs because it was hot. <laughs> you know, and I remember it exfoliate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know about exfoliating. <laughs> you guys were so smart, though. Man, didn't even know. And we were having a, a fun time, and I didn't have any thoughts of anything. And it's probably the first time where it was, it was made present to me. Her dad came over, you know, and I didn't even look to see where her parents were. I was just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm having fun. I'm yeah, kid. I didn't think about the. I saw the truck, and then she came, and I didn't see anything else. Her dad came and stopped her one of the times we were going up the slide. And he was like, "What are you doing?" And I looked at him, you know, because I was right behind her, and she looked at him, and she looked at me, and I didn't think anything. And he was like. You can't be over here with them. Mm. And I'm looking in, you know, I remember vividly. Mm-hmm. I looked around because I'm trying to figure out who was them. Mm-hmm. Like, because, you know, there, it's not like there was a lot of kids at the at, at this time. I'm looking around like, who was them? Who's you them? Know, who can't we be with? Them, you know, uh, who was them? Yeah. You know, I'm looking around like, who, me? Oh. And she was like, you can't. And she was like, but we were just playing. Mm-hmm. And... And then he said the thing that that would set the frame for how it goes sometimes. He was like, you can't be around here with these and use that special N-word. Mm. You, you can't be around here with them. You, you, you can't play with them. Wow. And she was like, and, and she asked the question that made the most sense. She's like, why? Mm-hmm. And he didn't give her a reason. He said, because I said you can't. And they left. And I stood there looking. And, you know, my mom was there. My mom was with us. Um, but she was sitting on a bench. Like, like she was, the bench was a little ways, not too far, but kind of from there. So she didn't hear any of it. So I'm just looking at him. And I looked at her. And they started to walk away. And she turned back and she waved at me. Aww. And I waved at her. Because, I mean... Yeah. That was your friend. Yeah. You know, six, seven, mm-hmm. you know, you know, it's not like now where, you know, now friends come with like a lot of stuff. Like, you know, who are you? You've been to prison. <laughs> you know, you shot at anyone, you know, you know, there's so many, you know, layers to friendship at that level. Friendship was we slid down the slide together. We are friends, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, that's it. And so mm-hmm. I felt it. I felt wow. the loss of, you know, like she went away. And 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 he and I didn't know why. And and I waited a while. I waited a bit before I asked my mom. You know, I I, I didn't tell her right away. You know, cause cause I felt being honest, I felt like I did something wrong. Like Aww. I was, I felt like I was being bad of some sort. And so I didn't tell her at first. And um, I had to be longer than a week, longer than a week. And I was like, I remember. Um, we were we attended a Catholic church at the time, and I asked her. I was like, we were getting ready to go to church, and I asked her. I was like, um, how come that girl didn't want to, couldn't play with me anymore? And she was like, what girl? And so I told her about the situation. Mm-hmm. I was like, how come she couldn't play with me anymore? You know, I I I, I don't think I was being bad because I didn't do anything, and you know. I was kind of a quiet kid at the time, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <Shame>. Jesus. 
Lord, if you move around a lot, you just you stop being quiet. God dog it. But I was a quiet kid, and um, I just, you know, so it, it that was the other part because you know I didn't always connect with a lot of people, but she was so easy. And, yeah. Um, and um, I asked her, and you know, I told my mom about how that went, and she was like, and she just told me she was like, sometimes people just hate you because of how you look, and um, even though. She told me that that wasn't enough. You know, I um, I don't think that that was enough of an explanation. And I, I took it. I took it for what she said, but it wasn't enough because it yeah. didn't explain enough. And um, in the moment, in that moment, it wasn't enough of an explanation. It just it sat with me for a long, long, long time, long, long, long time. And you know, it played out. It played out later. It played out later, and you know, the enough. You know, it played out in the enough. I, I, you know, it played out in the enough, you know, and it played out in the enough. And, and I didn't know. I yeah. didn't, I didn't know that it was, it was, it was that way. It wasn't that long after that. I think maybe probably a year, because I'm thinking about the age from then when I moved to Georgia. We lived in Georgia for a long time. Then we, I mean, you know, I because we had family issues, I bounced around between Georgia and Iowa for a lot of my childhood, and and I I spent probably an equal amount of time between Iowa and Georgia. We had family issues, had a crazy stepdad, so we probably an equal amount of time, mm-hmm. and um, so I kept having experiences in both places, mm-hmm. you know. So the, for me, that was that was the big initial thing. You know, the big initial experience and then, um, but it framed my childhood a lot, you know, it, 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 it framed it a lot, you know, and then, you know, the other part of this question was how has it fr- framed out professionally? And um, I think professionally, as I've journeyed along, I think it's been those underlying assumptions, mm-hmm. you know, I think Jim Crow and the Jim Crow mm-hmm. things that played out. You know, in Jim Crow laws, it suggested that black men were lazy. It suggested mm-hmm. that black men were dangerous. It suggested that black men had this underlying thing that would become of people. Mm-hmm. And that has been felt at varying times, at varying times. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to throw out any particular location or place in this dialogue at this time, but... There have been times when I've been in places and there's been this assumption of my work or capacity for work. Mm-hmm. And, and this assumption that maybe, maybe I'm not doing as much as I can. Mm. And I'm doing, I was always taught to do double because of the possibility. Right. You know, I grew up with, my mom was like, you need to do double. Yeah. You need to do more. My mom and grandma and auntie, they were like, you have to do double, you have to do twice as much because there's an they they told me early. They told me early. You never know. You know people will assume that you 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 are not what you are. So you have to do more than the the average. Mm. It's what made me go to college. It's what made me mm-hmm. get a degree. And then when there was a possibility of a second bachelor's degree, I'm like, well, let me stay. <laughs> I'm gonna run through a whole fifth year. And go up and do that. It's, it's what made me stay. Like, well, I got to do double. Right? Got to. Come on, is this enough? No. Does it fit? No. All right, well. Now you got to get your master's. All right, your master's degree. You know, if 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 social work required a, a PhD, I probably would have done it. But licensing, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. was enough. That you know, right? Licensing doesn't. God knows it's enough. It's more than enough. Jesus Christ, Lord. It's enough. But, but I felt it. I felt it in varying lo- in job locations. I fair, felt it, and 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 it's so subliminal sometimes. It's mm-hmm. so unconscious. It's mm-hmm. it's it's how you're treated. It's mm-hmm. it's what's assumed of what you're doing. It's assumed of where you are. Yeah. You know, are are you on task or are you here? It's 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 been those assumptions in several different work locations that I've had where I've had to do more mm-hmm. to and 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 it's an unfair balance. Yeah. It's an unfair balance to have to prove that and to validate that in a situation where you all you're trying to do is just do your best. You know, you walk in doing, you know, wanting to care about people but you're having to show more. Because of who you are, who mm. who people think you are, mm. and um, so that's been my balance. It's been you know my my process in this in in, in this journey. Oh. I'm gonna drink to that. I'm gonna drink to that. Let's drink to that. Drink to that. Yeah, and just you, just I I know we could go off on a whole other tangent on that, but just you talking about that that feeling or that message, that expectation that you need to do double, right? You need to try harder. Um, I was, I was thinking about all the stats for like, you know, comorbid Mm -hmm. health conditions for, for people of color and Mm -hmm. and the risk of the heart disease and Mm -hmm. all of that, Mm -hmm. how much higher all that is. And it just, that just connected for me right there that, you know, to even have that mindset or or that the emotional stress, stress that you have to carry, right? That yeah. you always have to. Not only are you you're going to do your best because you know maybe that's the person you are and you want to succeed or whatever, but this yeah. expectation that no, I need to do double, right? Yeah, because it's not only it's not about me. Like I have to prove myself right. to the world, right. yeah. to somebody else. I mean that I just yeah. that's interesting. I can't imagine. Because yeah. I didn't have to do that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's a harder work. It's a, it's 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 a harder work, and mm-hmm. um, and it was ingrained, you know. My mom, my grandma had certain experiences. My mom had certain experiences, um, and I grew up living with different ones. When I was in Iowa, I lived with my mom, my grandma, and my auntie. When I was in Iowa, when I was in Georgia, I lived with my mom. So, those. Varying messages also came from different time frames. You know, my my grandma spoke from her time frame. Mm-hmm. You know, she was born in 1936, which means, you know, when we hit civil rights and some of these, she was speaking from mm-hmm. that time. You know, my mom grew up maybe, you know, 70s, 80s, you know, 70s, 80s as a parent, but she was born in 1956, so in the 60s, 70s too, so... Here they were with these these messages, and you know those messages were both protective, you know, and challenging. You know, both protective and challenging because it didn't fit the way I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. You know, if you grow up in Iowa and you grow up in Georgia, you know, you, you you there's these different extremes that that have taken place. You know where. You've had moments of interacting with people of other cultures, mm-hmm. you know, where you, you don't have those lines or you don't want the lines. And I think for me, some of it was I didn't want the lines, mm. you know, 
You know, especially even when I hit teenage years, I didn't want the lines. You know, I could look at women and say all these women are attractive. White, black, purple, green with yellow polka dots. All of them. <laughs> I didn't want the lines. Don't give me those lines. She's fine, too. You know, I don't want them. Don't do it. I want to cross those lines. Look at her. Oh. Dang it. But, but, the, but did it fit those messages of, you know... My, 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 my grandma and, and, and mom were not racist at all. They were protective. They were like, yeah. look, you can have these interests, but will the world accept your interests? Yeah. Will the world be okay with you being okay with this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're okay with it. Mm-hmm. But let me give you another perspective. The world may not accept that. And because of that, you have to be careful. Mm-hmm. And they always spoke of being careful. You have to be careful. You have to be careful. You have to be careful. And um, that, that permeated. Yeah. That, 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 that permeated the whole time, the whole upbringing, the whole time. Every time, any time, any, any interaction, every relationship, every, every interaction. You've got to be careful. Because what if? Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't, they didn't restrict anything, but they were definitely like, what if? Mm-hmm. Never know. Mm-hmm. You know, so there we were. A good segue. Do you um, do you um, you have two children? Yeah, I do. And beautiful and talented children. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, how do you, as a father, you know, because you're telling me about telling us about your mom and your grandmother and what and what people have said to you. Mm-hmm. How how did you relay that? Being a parent, being concerned, being, especially with like today's time, right? Yeah. Just things that just happened with George Floyd and, yeah. and Brianna and all these things that, that have been going on. Yeah. Um, you know, h- how as a father, how do you do it as a father? Mm-hmm. It's been an interesting conversation, you know, they, um, my, you know, I have a son that's 19. My daughter is 18. And, you know, they're both going to HBCUs this coming year. And, mm-hmm. um... Whoop, 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 Jackson State. Jackson State who University. Who else? Who else? Right. Let's put them on the map. Jackson State University. Let's get it. North Carolina A&T. Let's get North it. Carolina. You know? Let's get it. What? You know? And, um... You know, but... But, you know, they're... They should be paying us for these ads. <laughs> right. We are putting them We're on. We're in Sacramento. Can, can I get a reduction <laughs> on the tuition? Yes. Please. please. <laughs> I, look, I just plugged you. Right. You're I'm, welcome. I'm sure that's like $500 off or something. Get rid of that. Right. Can I choose an out-of-state yeah. tuition being taken care of, please? Goodness gracious. Just wave me. that. Just wave it. Just wave it. Oof. Man. You know, but it's it's been an interesting conversation for them because here they are, you know, their access to information is way different than when we grew up. Mm-hmm. You know, we depended upon our parents and other people's parents and our friends' parents mm-hmm. and, and school to educate us. They are active. They are <laughs> they are way different. They can Google things that it took me school and later to know mm-hmm. they can they can get information 
Sometimes I worry about the the fact that information is so available that you have to know which information is the right information. That's true. Very true. You know, it's it's such a surplus of information that you got to decipher now. Just because it's out there doesn't mean it's Mm -mm. it's correct. It doesn't mean it's valid. Right. Doesn't mean it doesn't need mean it's it's been tested and measured. Yeah. You know, but their access to it has given them a different you know a different perspective. You know, they um. I've given them a lot of lessons and and I and I wasn't short sighted enough to give them just the lessons that I got growing up. I you know, I, I spent some time trying to learn other things, you know, and 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 and, and explore other things, you know. For example, you know, as we've as we've talked about like we've had good conversations around Black Lives Matters, mm-hmm. you know, and, and what this whole movement has looked like mm-hmm. for both of them. And both of them are very much active, you know, when it came, you know, very much involved, you know, considerate of my son as of late has <laughs> he has been getting on different people's podcasts, like podcasts mm-hmm. of oh. groups that are or and and he's been listening to podcasts, but he's also been getting on uh uh social media streams where people do not like black people just to challenge mm-hmm. it. So Ooh. I thought that's Ooh. I don't know dangerous. Do part, <laughs> part dangerous two slash good. Here. I hear a part two with your son. Right? Man, right. man, man he'll, he'll, fruit, yeah, he's got on here just just to throw ideas back, you know. That's and then my daughter, she's she's a little more like me. She's you know she's a big advocate. She wants to go march. She wants to go mm-hmm. and 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 make that clear in the public. But the conversations around it, you know, especially for them growing up, have been. Have been like my parents, but also with the under, but but also the experience I've had in Iowa. I had some some negative experiences, and in Georgia, I had some negative. But then there also have been positive experiences too. Our family makeup is different because in my family, I have um, we 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 have we have a light skin family. My mom is really light skinned and my older brother and my younger brother. And then here I am dark skinned and my sister is dark skinned. Mm -hmm. On my dad's side, he was married to a white woman for a long period of time. So I have a sister that's white because the mom had a daughter before he got married. So and he's been there the whole time. So you had a white sister and then mixed kids. Mm. So for our family, there's been a big, for me personally, there's been a big mix of all of this. So I've been privileged to some capacity to deliver information on, from all perspectives, Mm -hmm. you know, from a lot of perspectives, like, look, you can hold certain lines, but those lines and those doors and those walls that you have got to have doors that people can access. Mm-hmm. It can't just be walls where I'm over here and you're over there. Mm-hmm. It has to be walls with doors where you may be over there, but I can open this door if you're willing to come in mm-hmm. and not destroy what I have on the inside. Mm-hmm. It has to be both. It has, it has to be both. And that's kind of the message that... I believe I've given to them over the period of time. Like, look, mm-hmm. you're going to date whoever you like. You know, she's pretty. Um, dang, you know, you might want to deal with that, you know. Mm-hmm. But don't lose who you are, mm-hmm. no matter who you deal with. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't, don't lose what matters. Don't, don't lose those concepts of culture. I believe that, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, the black life is important and you should love it. Right. You should celebrate it. But you don't got to lose it. Yeah. You just embrace it. And so 
those have been the message as we've gone along, and they've I think that they've they've taken in those messages as they go. Um, my son's not big on a lot of things, you know, on being out too far, but but I I think they got it. I think I think they got it. I think I think they they understand that mm-hmm. um, you know they're above and beyond just the the contentious relationship within black and white or within what's been our cultural fabric, you know, I'm a Christian underneath that and I love God. And so underneath that is you have to love people. Yeah. And that love has to supersede the the barriers and the boundaries that you give people, no matter how you give them. Yeah. Has to supersede that. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't, we're all limited. Right. We're all subject to mess it up and miss it. Right. And, and harm each other with our with our discriminatory biases. Yeah, you know. So. That's why we gotta check those biases. We gotta check them. Um, how does it make you feel when you hear someone say, "I don't see color" or "All lives matter"? <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard to see it. It's hard. It's hard to hear it because it's like, on the one hand, sometimes people say it with the most gracious intention yeah they, they they really are just trying to connect and say look i'm not like that i'm not trying to mm-hmm. you know perpetuate these boundaries mm-hmm. but the reality is there is color mm-hmm. the reality is that you should i need you to see me mm-hmm. I, I i and and some of the problem is we haven't always been seen mm-hmm. you know our country has been has been has been created on the basis of slavery. Mm-hmm. Then we had segregation. Mm-hmm. Then we had what this this madness that we have going on now, where you just it's 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 underlined, but it's there. Our country has that as a fabric. You cannot not see color. Right. I need you to see it. Wow. My issue is I need you to value what you see. I need you to not be blind to it. Because to take the idea that we're all at the same level, we're all starting on the same playing field, that's just not true. We're not all starting at the same playing field, you know? So to, to, to see color, as opposed to saying, somebody saying, I don't see color, and they could have good intention, trying to say, no, everybody's equal. To see color, it sounds like, for you, you're saying is to acknowledge that there are differences and the differences are good. We don't need to be ashamed. We can yeah. have lots of different color, yeah. but also to acknowledge that there are also negative differences that have been placed yeah. through yeah. the system and that we actually need to see the color so that we can see the, the unhealthy, the negative, the racism that has come through yeah. so that we can then advocate and make those changes happen. Yeah. I think that, and then also oh. seeing that there's, because there are differences, we don't all have to be alike. Mm-hmm. It, you know, within culture to intermingle and interconnect yeah. and, and, and love and lock arms. We don't all have to be alike. You know, if we were talking about an interpersonal relationship, you don't have to be exactly like the person yeah, that you no, met. You, you, you know, please don't. You know, please, please don't. Please, please be a little different. <laughs> For the love of God, I don't get me. I myself, I don't need to. Right. 
Right. Man. <laughs> more on that. Man. Man. Let's give you a little more wine, Angela. Let's go. Let's go. Man. Man. I mean, you don't have to be just like me. Please, be please. like you. Please. I'm going to be like Bring me. Bring something different. Bring something yes. different. Right. I don't want to talk to myself. Right. We don't have to all be. Wow, this is another you know? episode. It's right. just recognizing, you know, you're you, I'm me. Right. Let's figure out how to mix you and me and make that one, you know? I think the issue with all lives matters, I think it can be dismissive. Yes. I think it can be dismissive in a way, you know? I have um, some very dear friends who just don't get it and who have asked me, but have pre-made their minds up on all lives matter. And why is it wrong to say all lives matter? And Mm -hmm. it's, you know, and I have... Friends that are in law enforcement, mm-hmm. friends that are black law enforcement, mm-hmm. who also don't support the Black Lives Movement, which is a whole nother topic mm-hmm. and a whole nother mm-hmm. podcast. We can go on. on. Mm-hmm. We too. can talk about that later. Yeah, me too. Um, mm-hmm. Another wine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have tons. <laughs> we can, we can get that. <laughs> That's a red wine. That's a red wine. That's a red wine. But to hear that and, and to, to try to explain that to people, and like that doesn't mean that your life doesn't matter because you're not black, you're Hispanic, you're white, mm-hmm. you're whatever, doesn't mean that you don't matter. Right now, this is, we need to focus on this. And I have given my Christian friends the example that, the, you know, he leaves the 99 to find the one. Yes, he does. Because he doesn't not care about those 99. Mm-hmm. He loves that 99. But that one is off straying off doing something. He's mm-hmm. bringing that one back. Mm-hmm. That's the Christian example. So I don't give that one to everybody. Mm-hmm. Then there's the, the memes that you guys have all seen. Probably the house is on fire and your neighbor's house is not on fire. But they're like, why aren't you hosing down my house? Well, fool, your house is not on fire. Can you get your hose and help me burn? My house is burning. Can you help me? Right? So like that example and just different ones. And, and it's frustrating. I find it very frustrating yeah. when people just can't say and, and respect that. Yeah. What black black life matters. Yeah, I mean there are seasons. There yeah, are, you know we we you know these you know move movements. I think have have seasons, and you know I don't think even though Black Lives Matters is is a current movement, you know this is a season of time where it's okay to focus in on this group and the disparities that have happened in this group. You know there right. there are things that need to be changed within this group. Right. You know, and, and 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 so it does become dismissive. It becomes dismissive if you say, you know, all lives and everybody, and it's like, well, and that's it's, the key, dismissive. It's, it's dismissive. It's kind of like if I'm having a conversation, and I come to you and I tell you about all the things that I'm challenged by, and you bring up everything else except for what I'm talking to you about. Right. You know, if you did that with a friend. Eventually, you'd be like, "Well, wait a minute, You're I can't." Have a friend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Friend, friend situation is gonna be a situation, <laughs> right? Like, look, I'm trying to tell you <laughs> that uh, JoJo is bothering me, and you're talking about everybody else and your kids and everything else. I'm telling you about JoJo. Right. JoJo got me messed up. And I'm trying to put hands on JoJo, but I shouldn't put hands on JoJo. You know, I need you to tell me not to put hands on JoJo, or I'm gonna drive over there and put hands on JoJo. But I'm gonna tell you about Becky. Yeah, and- you want to tell me about Becky? And Gina and everything else. Oh, Karen. Oh, talking about Karen. Karen. Doggo Karen. We ain't talking about Karen. Sorry to all the Karen listeners out there. We ain't talking about you. I have some Karens I love in life. I really do. And I'm locked arms with some Karens. But doggone it, you want to talk about Karen? I'm talking about doggone JoJo. You know, let's talk about JoJo. 
You know, and so right. here we are at a time in life where we can push the agenda on things that have not been okay. Yeah. Things that have, have, have made a, a, an entire group of people feel like they're not a part of the whole. Why would we not give it all of us? Give it that energy and that attention. Right. Recently, a, a, a few nights ago, I was having, uh, <laughs> I normally don't do this, but I I looked on someone else's post and they were having a conversation. They, they, they forwarded a post about uh, Black Lives Matters. And Black Lives Matters, the movement, you know, the group. Yeah. Whatever your ideas are about that, that's what it is. But this movement that has been happening where there's been protests and there have been concerns, you know, there are a lot of people that took a lot of offense to, well, why are they protesting and why is there that? And so I made a comment. I'm like, you know, I went through and I was looking at these some of the comments and people were taking very deplorable mm. takes on these, on what's been happening. And I'm like, well, hold on. If we take out all the rhetoric and all the things around it, we here we are, we had a situation where somebody was harmed in an extreme way. And we have, there's history in this country where it's been a certain way. Why not give it its due time? Right. And its due benevolence? Right. You know, I think that if we're all together, we're all locking arms for injustice. And, and, and for the things that happen that should not happen. Mm-hmm. Black, white, purple, green, or yellow polka dots. We should all be locking arms when things and yeah. injustices take place that should not take place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I made a comment about that. But as I think about it, I think that's the heart of it. Yeah. You know, we, we got to lock arms when we see it. We can't lose sight of the focus and say, you know, if... if, if 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 one thing is beautiful, it doesn't mean that everything else is not beautiful. Yeah. I think that you're just focusing on the one thing. You know? If I tell my wife she's beautiful, it doesn't mean every other woman is not. It just means that today you are. And today you're exemplifying beauty in what you are. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't take away anything from the other people who walk around and are beautiful. And I think that right. to lose sight and not give black lives mattering Making it matter. Yeah. I think, and just say all lives, sometimes it feels like that to people who are black. Mm. Like, what about me? I I just want you to think about me for a minute. You know? Wow. That's such a a simple, but like so, it's so rich, the way that you explain that. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Because I know, I know that's a big question that goes around. Yeah. Unshackled, a clinician's story on racism in America. Part two drops next week. Stay tuned.